Have you ever heard me teach on it? Well, go back there and get your seven tapes on right now and get and uh, study them. They'll change your life. I might get that in my pocket in a minute. Who else in full-time ministry has never heard me teach on eternal life? You never heard me teach on them? Well, go get your set of tapes back there. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got some handkerchiefs up here. Uh, I'll lay hands on them after service. I uh, First time I ever laid hands on a handkerchief, Lady named Floyd Lee. She came and said, uh, I have a friend in Louisiana that's on life support. And said, She ain't saved. And said, I can't let her die. Said, What can we do? She's young in the Lord. She didn't, she didn't know. I said, We'll pray over a handkerchief. First time I ever prayed over a handkerchief. She prayed over that. We prayed over that. She carried, put it on that woman. And she come come out of the coma. Everything got saved. I didn't know it, but she is 87 years old then. And 10 years later, I checked on her. She is still doing good. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was preaching one, one Sunday morning. And uh, I have handkerchiefs laying around. Any, anyway, my wife took one and called one of the elders and said, Here, you'll need this in the morning. And gave him a handkerchief. Well, you know, I didn't think no more about it. I thought maybe, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. But anyway, he started to leave town. He was a salesman and he started to leave town that next Monday morning. And every time he started to leave, he'd come back. And he called the church. He called and said, what is it? I, I can't leave the church. I mean, leave town. And a lady called me and she said, uh, Becky, has tried to commit suicide and she's in intensive care. And so I went up there. I knew the doctor. He was a man of God. We prayed together. Named Barry Lee Moore. And he said, man, I am so thankful that you're up here. So why is that? Where you can prepare the family. Said, there's nothing we can do. Said, she's took, took all these pills, over a hundred pills, and uh, there's nothing you can do. Nothing, we can't do anything. We can't, it's all in her system and everything. And he showed me, said she just barely got a little brain, uh, activity. Her heart, all her physical signs had dissipated, all gone. You know, when it says beep, 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 this and said beep. He said, I want you to prepare the family. I said, I don't prepare families for that. I don't do that. I said, I'll prepare them that she'll be fine. He said, you don't understand. She don't have any, she don't even have any brain activity now. And so, he left her hooked up on, on these, uh, life support stuff. He, he'd show me in about every 15 minutes, he'd come in there and he'd say, now, will you just, you know, the family's had so many tragedies. He said, that's your job. I said, no, that ain't my job. I don't, I don't, I don't accept that job. I don't, I don't prepare people to die. I don't do that. That's not my job. I'm not fixing to do that. And all oh, he was sweating. 
He said, I fool with this family, I, the kids all the way up. They've all give this woman all, all this trouble all the time. Anyway, this elder come up there. And he said, uh, I heard such and such, Becky's in the hospital, and I brought this handkerchief. She'd been dead 20 minutes. Totally dead. And they laid this handkerchief on her, and she came back. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, maybe tomorrow I'll tell some things about, about how many people we've seen raised from the dead. Now, a lot of times people say, well, that takes this gift and that gift and all these gifts. But that ain't so. Yeah, all it takes is Jesus. That's all it takes. And He's living on the inside of you. And He's wanting to reveal Himself through you. See, praise God. You know, a friend of mine, Baptist fella, told me, said, I prayed with that girl and she got saved. This one that we brought back, been dead 20 minutes. Now, we was in a Baptist hospital. You have to understand this. We was in a Baptist hospital and all the nurses, everyone in the intensive care knew this. And when she came back, they shouted and run all around in at Baptist. I'm telling you. But my friend said he prayed with her to get saved a few years before this happened. And that, she couldn't talk, couldn't even talk when she came back. She couldn't talk for ten days, thank God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I talked to her after she could get, after she got her voice back. And I said, what happened when you was gone? She said, I plunged into the awfulest darkness you have ever seen. Said I was falling and falling and falling and, and, and said you couldn't see anything. All you had a sensation of just falling. And said you, she could feel heat rising up. But this boy told me he prayed with her to get saved. And you know, uh, I don't know everything. She didn't know everything, but I guarantee she got saved after that. Hallelujah. And accepted Jesus. Got full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. You know, we teach Bible Scriptures that when you're saved, once saved, always saved. No man can pluck them out of your hands. That's a true Bible doctrine. You understand that? For someone to lose their salvation, you know, there is cases of that, such as in the First John 5. But I ain't never met one of them. I never have met one person that's ever lost their salvation. I thought that old boy down there, a uh, 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 chaplain of Bourbon Street, I believe his name was Harrington, Bob Harrington. I, I just knew he, he running around with old Madeline O'Hara. I just knew he done lost his. You know, last time I heard from him, he's back down there preaching again on Bourbon Street. Hallelujah. So our job isn't to judge anybody any kind of way. See, our job is to love people. No matter what. No matter, no matter what. Hallelujah. 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 Well, glory to God. If you want one of these handkerchiefs tonight, be sure, be sure to get one.
Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter. Now, we have geared these meetings around divine healing. Now, if you'll keep that in mind, we may, we may not just talk about the, the, di, the direct healings, but I want you to get a hold to something, the source of it. Where is it coming from? See, that's why I teach so much about Christ in you. Amen? That you'll understand that it's not I doing this, it's Christ in me. And the pressure ain't on me to get anybody healed. Hallelujah. I yield to the Spirit of God. When I lay hands on people, I don't lay hands on people as a point of contact. See, that's putting the pressure on Him. Now, when I lay hands upon you, uh, you release your faith and you, 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 you. How many folks you know that knows how to release their faith? Huh? But if you teach them what's going to happen, I don't lay hands on them until I'm ready to pull the trigger. It's like I, I got a deer in a scope. I'm fixed to pull the trigger. Bam! I'm fixed to turn him a flip. I don't lay hands on somebody till I'm ready to, to aim my faith and shoot them with uh, the anointing of Almighty God. So you, ha you, you need a thinking like that. That I am an anointing healing transmitter. Whatever Jesus Christ transmitted here in this earth and opened the blinded eye, caused the deaf uh, uh, to hear, caused the lame to walk, and the dead to be raised. Whatever he done, I can do. And that ain't all. I can do greater than that now. He said, and you can do greater because I'm going to the Father. Well, what that mean? He went to the Father and received the Holy Ghost for me and poured it out, the anointing upon the church. See, the church world don't even know what the anointing is, especially us faith people, Pentecostal people. What's the anointing for? See, most folks think the Holy Ghost is the anointing. You know, the Holy Ghost is just, you know, head of God's goosebump department or something. His hot flash department or something. See? Amen? The Holy Ghost is for the anointing to anoint you as he did in the Old Testament. He anointed the prophet, the priest, and the king. The kingly anointing is the authority of the believer. The holiness, the priestly anointing. But you know, we leave out the prophet's anointing. Do you know the prophet was a seer? You won't know something from uh, God doing. Go see the prophet. He'd tell you. Well, bless God, I don't need no man because I got an unction from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I've got an anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that anointing of the prophet, priest, and king is on every born again believer. Amen. To as many as are led by the Spirit now. See, they're the sons of God. I don't have to go see Brother Hagin or nobody else. Amen. I don't have to get me a word. You know, when I first come around, charismatic people always Someone's hunting them a word. Man, they're going over here, going over there. I heard a woman one, one time, she was talking, prophesying old folks, and she said, yay, truly, 64 times. Truly, truly, yay, and yay, yay, truly. Thou shalt truly, and they will. And if thou shalt, and don't, and will come, and 
Praise God, hallelujah. Did that bless you? <laughs> I see a woman on TV, on that TVN show, uh, whatever Paul and Jan Krauss got. I see her on TV every now and then. Good woman. I was in Louisiana, and I just built a church. And the night before, the Spirit of God moved, and uh, she operated in the gifts of the Spirit. Well, this night they wasn't there, so she tried to push it. She didn't know me. She called me out. I didn't much want to go down there, but I, I and I didn't. I just sat there, but she come over there and began to prophesy on me. Everything she said was wrong. 100% was wrong. I didn't disturb nobody or nothing. But after service, I said, come here, young lady. I said, let me tell you something. When you say, thus saith the Lord, you better have something from God. Said I had, I said, shut your mouth. Pastor, come here. I said, tell this woman. She said, he said, everything you said was wrong. Said, well, I, th I said, shut up and listen. Now you listen. When you speak for, say I speak for God, you better have something. You'll run people's lives. Hallelujah. When I first come around charismatic people, half the women I knew were prophetess. And you could put them all together and they wouldn't all had a prophet, a prophecy. Amen. Bible calls that silly women. The husbands wouldn't come to church. Why? I believe where husbands don't come to church, something wrong with wives. <laughs> you gotta live right. You gotta, you gotta inspire that husband. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife got saved, I don't know, a couple of months before I did. She'd been raised Baptist, but she, she dedicated her life to something. I don't know. I saw something, that, you know, it beat what I had. Beat just coming to two, coming to every morning like a wild goose, you know. It's a little different than waking up and coming to. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So we are, we're, we're talking about divine healing, but we're going about it a little bit different. I, I, I want you to know where the source is. Now, if you've got a source, you know where the generator is. Hallelujah. You don't have any trouble being a transformer. Hallelujah. We know that Jesus is the source, that He lives in us, and no matter what, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be what, with us to the end of the age. Praise God. So tonight I just want to share a little something about uh, the glory of God in us. Now, the glory of God, when I'm saying the glory of God, I'm saying the sum total of God in manifestation. Everything God is, is manifesting itself right there. And that same glory is on the inside of you. Whatever He is, whatever makes God God is on the inside of you. You know, Jesus even talked to uh, uh, the Pharisees and them and, and told them, said, doesn't the Word of God say, even ye are gods? Huh? A lot of people don't understand that. See, praise God. God has made him a family. 
Amen? Now, he lost one through Adam, but he don't quit. He don't give up today, tomorrow, in ten years. He don't give up. Why? Because he lives in the I am, in the now. He's in the now. We don't understand that. How can it be now when it happened yesterday? See, we live in a time warp. Hallelujah. So tonight I want to challenge you to take a step up higher this day. This day. Praise God. You know, Paul wrote over in the third chapter of Philippians. Now if you want to go forward, you know the first thing you got to do? Forget those things which are behind. You got, yeah, that's the way, it, I mean the past victories. You don't live around your past victories, past defeats or nothing else. Hallelujah. I press on. He said, I forget those things which are behind and press on towards the mark of the prize. How many of you know it's a prize out there? Huh? Does anybody here know what the prize is? But it's a prize. See, the prize is, one translation said, the prize, living out of heaven. Living out of heaven. Drawing your life as Jesus did. Hallelujah. Rooted and grounded in Him. The prize is living out of God. Joined with God, living out of Him. Praise God. The life of God flowing through you all the time. The life of God available to you at all times. That's the prize. See, Jesus said there has not been one person that has ascended to heaven. But the Son of Man who descended from heaven, He said, even the Son of Man who is in heaven. He said, I'm walking around in heaven. I'm connected to another world. See, that's what we need to understand. John 3, 13, write it down and then look it up. I've looked it up in every translation. They all say the same. Every one of them. He lived out of heaven. He isn't living out of the natural. Praise God. He's ministering healing from another world. He's ministering life from the Father. See, John 5, 26 said, As the Father hath life, zoe, eternal life in Him, so is He given the Son to have life in Himself. Jesus was the only man on the face of the earth that had the life and nature of God. He's different than any man until the resurrection. See, until the resurrection. In John 10, 10, why did you come, Jesus? I am come that you might have this life. What kind of life? The life of God, the nature of God, the healing of God, the faith of God, the love of God. How many of you got the love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost? Well, if you do, you got the faith of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You got the joy of the Lord. Long suffering, all the fruit of the Spirit. See, we've been taught the fruit of the Spirit, that's the fruit of your born-again Spirit. I don't care if it's the fruit of where it is. You ain't got but one Spirit in you. See? If you've got one Spirit, it's got to be the fruit of the Holy Spirit. See? Isn't that right? Hallelujah! In, y'all find uh, uh, 2 Chronicles 5, 5th chapter? Let me read you a couple of verses before we start. First Chronicles 16, 24 said, Declare His glory among the heathen, His marvelous works among the nations. 
27th verse said, Glory and honor are in His presence. Praise God. Fifth chapter, Second Chronicles, the first verse. Thus all the work of Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. Now they're going to dedicate it. And Solomon brought in all the things David his father had dedicated and the silver and the gold and the instruments and put he among the treasures of the house of God. Eleventh verse. And it came to pass when the priests would come out of the holy place, not the holy of holy, but the holy place. For all the priests were presented sanctified, were present, were sanctified and did not then wait by course. Also the Levites, the singers, all of them of Asap, Heman, and Jedithon, with the sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen, representing their, they've been purified. Having cymbals and psalters and harps stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. Hallelujah. You know, I, I know, I know denominations don't even have music in their church. You know that? Man, if they had it in the Old Testament, we ought to have twice as much in the New. Amen? It came to pass, 13th verse, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, and His mercy endureth forever, that the house was filled with a cloud even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Now that's what I want to talk to you about tonight, is this glory, this same identical thing that you read right here, is shut up in your bones. The very glory of Almighty God we will get to that in just a minute, but it will prove that you've got God's glory in your being. Hallelujah. I, I, I was in my office one day. Lady called from another town, said, uh, Brother Buzzy, would you do something for me? I said, well, I, what is it? Well, I want you to tell me you'll do it for, I, I said, I'm not going to do that. But I said, uh, 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 what, you know, that's kind of like them unspoken requests. I don't pray on them. I learned when I first got saved. A lady raised her hand. She wanted to be a preacher. She said, I, 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 I got a request. All right. What is it? So it's unspoken. Come to find out, she wanted God to move me out and her become the pastor. So I don't pray no unspoken request anymore. Hallelujah. But this lady asked me, she said, uh, would you marry my granddaughter? And I said, you know, right now I'm married. I can't, you know. She said, would you, uh, said she's in a family way. That ain't what she said. That's what I said. It's still kind of hard for me to say pregnant and mix, in mixed company. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit, I don't know, redneck or something. But they, you know, when I was a kid, you wouldn't even say, um, you know what we called a bull? We called him a male cow. You said bull in front of mixed company, you can get your jaw slapped. See, 
Times have changed. You do know that. But she said she's in a family way. Man, I don't want to marry her up. I is an 85. I just built a new church. Had new carpet. New church. I mean, I'd had two or three services in there. I had brand new chairs in this thing. And she run around with some greasies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, hi. They wouldn't even wash that. They didn't know what trail was. or no, they, didn't, they didn't know anything like that. And I'm thinking they gonna set, hey, what, I'm talking about trashy folks. Call these folks trashy. They'd wear, they'd wear dresses, you know, them little mini skirts. And you couldn't sit down, they pulling it yourself, you know, when they sitting down. And they gonna sit in my chair. And the old greasy hair, they gonna lean back. You know, and I'm thinking all this. And I said, I, I'm, you, you ain't met me since I wasn't as sanctified as I am now. Fellow, I, I married up a couple one time and he said, uh, hurry up, I won't get this over with. I said, well, I'll get it over with and you married, goodbye. <laughs> and I thought about, I thought about, I'll make this one of them short sermons. And I'm thinking, man, they started coming in. I'm telling you, it looked like it got them off the railroad track. And old nasties. I'm talking about these folks didn't bathe. You ever heard of Ranky Lee? They didn't know what, they didn't know what right God. They didn't know. Uh, 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 uh. They had no, they didn't even know what mom was in his own market 40 years ago. See. And I'm, I, you know, and, and I'm, I gotta, you know, that, and they're gonna sit in my good chair. And I'm thinking all this. And I said, I'll put one of them little quick marriage on. Yeah, she had a wedding dress on with a pair of tennis shoes. High tops. (laughs) And see, I'm thinking all this. And so, you know, you do things to help somebody. You know, I want to help. She didn't find a way and everything. You know, it ain't gonna last, I know that, but they gonna give the baby a name, you know. I'm, that's all, that's all I'm doing. So I, I got my Bible and I, uh, two o'clock come, look, yep, yeah, here we go. I, I walked out, I walked out my office door and the cloud of God came in my office. I mean, my whole church, the whole top filled up with the glory of God. Mm, I changed my message. I changed my attitude. Every one of them is dopeheads and winos and everything else. Had my church smelling like a garbage dump. I changed my message. Cloud of God came in. I walked out there and I told them I'd get on your knees. They got on their knees in old tennis shoes and white dress. And accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said, what good did he do? She's still serving Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I said, everyone, I, I just changed the whole thing. Man, out of, the cloud came in. The cloud, the presence of God. The glory of God. Hallelujah. There was not a dry eye among them ranky things. Do you understand that? There was not a dry eye. Every one of them was falling. The cloud of God, the presence of God. 
Do you know you are the presence of God? When you walk, God Himself walks. Hallelujah. I said, bow your head. How many of you here want Jesus? There was not one that didn't raise their hand. Not one. Whole two or three hundred people. I prayed with each of them and they got saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Changed my message. The cloud of God came in. The glory of God. Hallelujah. Everyone got born again. Amen. I walked out of my office one day and I looked over there and God began to write on one of my windows. I saw the finger of God. Every one of you ought to have a divinely granted appearance. Do you know that? Say, well, you know, we got so Thomas oriented, well, we don't have to see nothing to feel something. Don't give me that. Thomas is the only apostle his work still going on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It said Jesus appeared to him with many infallible proof that he's raised from the dead. You ought to have a divinely granted appearance. No, we don't just run around trying to seek some kind of experience or some it, uh, 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 appearance. But bless God, hallelujah, if he done it for them, he will do it for you. I'm telling you right now, once Jesus Christ ever appears to you, you will never be the same. You will never be the same. It will change the whole world for you. I know brother and sister J.R. Goodwin used to pray unscripturally. I know it's unscriptural because they told me it was. Lord, that old ignorant boy over there, he ain't going to believe nothing. Uh, uh, me and dad's just going to believe that that an uh, angel appeared to him tonight. He'd wake up and the angel would be standing over. I said, that ain't scriptural. It ain't. They appeared in the Old Testament. They appeared all through the New Testament. It's a lot of things we think ain't scriptural. Hallelujah. That are scriptural. Amen. So, we read here, the glory of the Lord filled the house. The house of the Lord. Now, you're not only the house of the Lord, but you are the Holy of Holies. You are the place where the Holy Spirit dwells. You're the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you ever seen that show, uh, Raiders of the Last Ark with Harrison Ford? See, most of you don't know that's based on truth. See, I come through the war, I understood. Mussolini thought if he could get the Ark of the Covenant, it wasn't, wasn't the Nazis, wasn't Germany, it was it. And he thought if I'd get this Ark of the Covenant, I'll have the ultimate weapon. But he don't know God done moved out of that house and done moved into me. Hallelujah. He done moved out of that little suitcase. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the seventh chapter of Second Chronicles. Look in the first verse. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down. Where did it come from? From heaven. And consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Hallelujah. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord. 
had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their face to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he's good and his mercy endureth forever. You know, we read Old Testament things like this and we don't bring them over into the new covenant as we should. Whatever that was is in you. So you're a new covenant house of God. See, G, over in Hebrews, he said, and the house of God whose house we are. We're God's house. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're the temple of the glory of Almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So what is the glory of God? What am I telling you that's on the inside of you? I'm saying the sum total of God in manifestation. That's residing on the inside of you. So you want to know about healing? Where does it come from? Right out of the inside of me. What is in you? Whatever was in God. See, let me tell you something. You, you, you're not ever going to advance in your walk with God unless you understand one thing. It's God living in me. It is the Christ in me. It is the anointing of Almighty God, the glory of God in manifestation. The glory is God manifest. The sum total, everything he is, him manifesting himself. That's the glory of God. Hallelujah. We was teaching in a Bible school in Tulsa. Wasn't Raymond. And I was teaching on who you are in Christ. And every student there, bam, got a revelation. All at one time, everybody understood what we was talking about. There's about 200 kids. And when that happened, bam, the glory of God fell. The building began to shake. Not the people, but the building began to shake and rattle. Hallelujah. Twice that happened in that school. Praise God. When they got in one accord. Hallelujah. And begin to find out. Find out that my God lives on it. See, when you find that out, you will be excited. When you find out who lives in you, oh my Lord, I'm telling you right now, it'll take all the pressure that's on you off. Well, I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to believe. I'm doing the best I can, Brother Sullivan. Well, you done missed it. You ain't believing nothing. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Well, I know it. But that ain't good enough. Well, I'm trying. Well, quit trying and find out who you are. I'm full of faith. Whatever kind of faith God has, I have. I've got the God kind of faith. Now, all I need to do is learn how to use it. See, I need to find out how to use this stuff. I got it. Hallelujah. And I do. I need to find out how to use it. And so we learn how to use it. How do you use it? I say with my mouth and act. The Word of God makes me act. Not something I'm trying to do. Well, I'm trying to do that. And if, what was that other step you said? Was it two or three or six? How many was Am I saying it right? So no, you ain't saying it right. You ain't acting it right. The Word of God must make you act. Not me or anybody else. 
Not you get all worked up in a service and give all your money away. Whoo, let's give something. Bless God. Hallelujah. And go to run into the pulpit throwing your money up. All you did is throw your money away. How y'all pastors like that? I tell them flat out, if they ain't believing something at the church, keep your money. All you're doing is giving away. Now, if you just want to give your money away, get him. I'll go buy something pretty with it. Hallelujah. The Word of God, see, must inspire me. Now, faith is inspired by hearing. My faith's inspired. It is awakened. It comes alive. How? When I hear the Word of God. It inspires me. The Word of God made me act. He said, Himself took my infirmities and He bare my sickness and don't nothing make sense but that to me. Well, yeah, my body's hurting. My body don't tell me what to do. Well, you mean I'm going to go by feelings or how it looks or something out here? Jesus, uh, Paul wrote, said that stuff's temporal. Temporary. The things that are eternal don't ever change. Faith don't ever change. The Word of God don't ever change. See, that's what He said. So if I stand on His Word, it's cut and dried. Faith is a law that does never fail. As long as the sun, moon, sea, time, harvest, all that, it don't ever change. See, let me tell you something. You receive the engrafted Word of God, the seed of God, and it reproduced in you the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's no longer I, but it's Christ living in me. What's in you? The glory of God. The sum total of everything God is, bam, it's in manifestation. Praise be unto God. Let me tell you something. When you lay hands on somebody and you put the pressure off on them and say, now, listen, now when I lay hands on you, you release your faith. You turn something loose. They don't have no, they don't know to turn water loose. They didn't even know they had something. Kind of like I went and when I was young, a lady called me and said, would you come cast the devil out of my son? And he had one. I'm telling you he did. He weighed about 125 pounds. And I reached and grabbed him, and I had a tiger by the tail. I couldn't turn him loose. I wanted to. But I, he was trying to claw me. He was some, An hour and a half, two hours later, both my hair hanging down to my eyes, sweat running. I'm telling you right now, I had him, and he had me. I wanted to get him loose, and I got to think. See, I'd read one of Norval Hayes' book, and he got an old gal down out in a flower bed out at a Holiday Inn. Some of y'all read that book? <laughs> well, that ain't right. I didn't never see where Jesus grabbed anybody. Finally, I come to me. Well, I got authority over him, over that devil, in the name of Jesus. And I turned him loose, and I told him in the name of Jesus. He had claws like that. They wouldn't even claw cut his finger. And he's going to claw me in the face. No, you're not going to claw me. <laughs> no, sir, you ain't going to claw me. At that time, if he had, I'd have cold cocked him. <laughs> but I cast the devil out of it. One of the members of the church came by his house the next day and, and called me and said, you know, Edward Lee said, you know how, how wild he is and all that? said, when I drove up, he had a little insurance debit, you know, trap line, run, run, pick up 35, 40 cents a day, just run. Anyway, he said, this guy come running out the gate and hug my neck. 
said, something's happened to him. I said, yeah, I cast the devil out of him yesterday. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, I prayed over a handkerchief and his mama sewed that on one of his shirts and when he put that shirt on, he tore that shirt off. Them devils knew that anointing was there. Huh? But he can't tear me off. Amen. Hallelujah. His mama had a black cancer on the side of her head. That big around. I laid my hands on her and that thing come off of her head. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be unto God. So, how come, how come you believe you can do that? Cause the sum total of whatever God, it'll manifest right through you. Hallelujah. Whatever He is. See. Praise God. Praise God. In Big John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him. Hallelujah. Fourteenth verse. He said, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. What kind of glory? The glory of the only begotten of the Father. He's operating in the Father's glory. Do you understand that? Today you are operating in Jesus' glory. He said, When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's the Father in me. He's doing the work. See, you ought to get to the point, it's Christ in me, and what you're seeing is Christ manifesting His glory. He's raised from the dead. He's alive and living in us. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Colossians 2.9, He said, In Him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And by your union with Him, you're filled with it too. You know that? Whatever He's full of, you're full of. Are you in union with Christ? Did God put everything He wanted you to be in Christ and then draw you into union, did He? Yes, I've been drawn into union. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the 10th chapter of Big John. Tenth chapter of Big John. Look in a well, thirty-seventh verse. See, he had told them, "I'm the Son of God." In the thirty-sixth verse, they didn't believe him. They wanted to kill him. Thirty-seventh verse, he said, "Now, if I do not the works of my Father, believe me not." But if I do, though ye believe not, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in Him. Now see, listen to me. We've come into Christianity to the point we say, well, we don't have to see anything. We don't have Thomas kind of faith. See, we've been taught that that's wrong. You ought to see something all the time. If they saw the Red Sea open, if they saw uh, Daniel in the lion's den, if they saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if they saw the miracles in the Old Testament, Elijah doing the miraculous calling fire down from heaven, how much more should we that have God's glory in us manifest our God to the world? How much more? How much more? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you may know. See, he wants you to know something. Know what? That you may know and believe that the Father's in me 
and I'm in him. Colossians 3, 3 said, I've died. My life is hid with Christ and God. Praise God. Look in the 14th chapter there of Big John. 14th chapter, verse he said, He that has seen me has seen the Father. 10th verse said, Believest thou that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. That's the proof that Jesus is alive. Let me tell you something. You can contest a, a, a Mohammedan or anybody else and they can break out their Koran and read out of it and they serve a God called Allah, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Now, how are you going to prove that your God's right? Well, let me turn over here and prove it. No, I don't believe that. I got a little black book too called the Koran. Let me tell you about my God. What's the difference? We got a God of miracles. We got a God that'll open the blinded eye and cause the lame to walk and he'll cause the dead to be raised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They called me to the hospital one time. A fellow named Jack Dover. He'd eat a bunch of pills and drank a fifth of whiskey. And they didn't find him for two or three hours. And the doctor, his name was Smith. He said, there's nothing we can do. He said, it's all in his system, everything. He said, there's nothing we can do. And they had him on the machine. They'd say, beep. And a minute he'd say, beep. A minute he'd say, beep. In a minute, he said, beep. And he reached and got a sheet, pulled it up over. And he said, it's over. I said, it ain't over. It ain't over till I say it's over. I'm God's representative here. I said, you go to church. I knew where he went. He went to a Presbyterian church. I seen the ad in the paper uh, son, uh, uh, yesterday. I cut their ad out. It said, Come to see our church where tradition comes alive. I thought, my God, I'd be embarrassed if that was my church. I don't care about no tradition. He said the traditions of men have nullified the power of Almighty God. I'd be ashamed of it. I seen one church back Christmas said, come see our Christmas tree. Come see my Christmas tree. Ain't we got something? Told Dr. Smith, I said, no, it ain't over. I said, leave me in here. In ten minutes time, he was sitting up on the side of the bed and accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Why? Because I know something. I know the glory of God dwells in me. And I know when I lay hands on, I can transmit that life. See, you've got to know something. You can't just hear about it. Well, bless God, Brother Sullivan, ain't he'll be in town pretty soon. We'll go see him. Well, what if I went the other direction? Huh? What if you wake up one morning in Bumblebee, Mississippi? Huh? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you're looking death in the face? What are you going to do when you're looking at something you can't do anything about? What are you going to do? Oh my God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to call the fire tire and all of them. Prayer tire, anything. No. That's when you better know who you are. That you better know that Jesus said, I'll never leave you. 
that the same glory was in me that I demonstrated of the Father, that glory is on the inside of you. He'll manifest. He wants to manifest. It ain't God. We ain't trying to talk God into doing something. Prayer ain't trying to get God to do something. Prayer is joining forces with God to carry out His will here in this earth. I'm a jo- I join with God. We labors together. I ain't working for him. Hallelujah. I've seen time I wouldn't have worked for him. No more than they's paying me. I first started preaching, had four children. They'd give me $50 a week. Thought they overpaid me. Probably did. 14th chapter of Big John, 8th verse. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Ninth verse, Jesus said, How have I been so long with you, Philip, and yet thou hast not known me? You don't even know me, Philip. He that's seen me has seen the Father. Now, just how sayest thou, show us the Father? Huh? When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When you've seen us, you've seen the physical body of Christ. Physical. Now you are the body of Christ. He didn't say, uh, now, your spirit's the temple of God. He said, now your body's the temple of God. People don't see spirits. They see physical bodies. They need to see Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. And that Christ in the earth got something in his hand. He's got healing in his hands. Praise God. How come? Because Jehovah Rapha, the great and mighty God, the one with all this glory, he'll sum it up and put it on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me back to the 7th chapter of Big John. 37th verse. Someone said, yeah, I've read that a many times. No, you ain't. You ain't never read You've seen it. We've quoted part of it. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his innermost being, his belly shall flow rivers, not a river, but rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, what does that mean? Huh? He said, I operate in the glory of the Father. I operate in the glory of the Father. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He come to unveil the Father's heart. He come to unveil blind man see, deaf man hear, dead man live, hungry man be fed. First message Jesus ever preached, the first jump out of the shoe, he said, the Spirit of the Lord's on me to preach good news to poor folk. What do you mean? You don't have to be poor. That's the only good news you can preach to a poor man. You can get off of welfare. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, he said, Jesus had not yet been glorified. Hallelujah. What does that mean? He had not yet been glorified. 
See, John 12, 16 said they remembered what Jesus and the Scriptures had said after Jesus was glorified. Well, when was Jesus glorified? Why did he have to be glorified? You know, Jesus came to this earth as a man only, stripped all his glory, all his power, operated in this earth under one thing, the old Abrahamic covenant, and having his father's genes in him. He knew who he was. He knew that when you've seen me, you've seen God. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. They said, man, we ain't never had but one God, and that's our Father. He said, you don't even know your Father. He said, we got Father Abraham. He said, before Abraham was, you looking at I am, your great God I am. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. See, we, we've got a, a mindset, something wrong about Christianity. Christianity is Jesus using your physical body, an alien entity from another world, right out of the womb of God, lives on the inside of you. Wants to live his life through you. He wants to demonstrate the love of God right through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. 17th chapter of Big John. Seventeenth chapter, look in the first verse. These words spake Jesus, lifted his eyes up to heaven and said, Father, he is praying. The hour has come to glorify thy Son. The hour has come to glorify thy Son. Now listen to me real close. You don't have Old Testament glory. You've got this same glory, this Jesus that was glorified. He's the one living in you. Now listen to what he said. The eyes come, glorify thy son, that thy son may glorify thee. As thou hast given me power over what? All flesh. Does he have power over all flesh right now? Huh? Hallelujah. Well, where is this Jesus with all this power? Well, he's living 10,000 miles on the other side in the gate. No, he's in you. He's in you. And he still has power over all flesh. That's called healing. That thou should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given me. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, Lord. I have finished the work that thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father glorify me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Creative. Creative ability. Creative ability. Amen. Hallelujah. I got a friend and he got a, he's a preacher and he don't have but one thumb. He got it chopped off one time. I think a, a, a running motorcycle and cut it off. I just like told him, I said, you know, God's got a sack full of thumbs. You know that? In the spirit, you've got a thumb. All you need to do is put some meat on it. How do you do that? You can do all things as possible to him that believe. Do you know you're unlimited? You're limited only by the faith that's on the inside of you, and that faith's of a God. The God kind of faith. Hallelujah. It'll grow meat. It's creative. It's creative. Hallelujah. 
glorify me with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. That's who you're in union with. This one has got all this glory. See? Can you say amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I had just built a church in 85. Started out with about 125. First service, I had 35. How many of you pastors know what I'm saying? And an elderly lady there named Frankie Sharp, she fell dead in my service. She fell dead. I dismissed and she fell dead. There she is laying over her dead. Well, the week before, in, in the Second Baptist Church, one of the deacons fell dead and they had a big uproar, sent the, sent the uh, ambulance and this, oh my God, big uproar all over town. He's a good man. Had a grocery store. Fell dead. They squall and ball and run. She fell dead and them folks come up there running up there and say, oh my God, what happened to her? What a, get out, get out, get out, get out the front door, don't worry about it. Hallelujah. What are you going to do? Get out! Listen, let me tell you something. When something like that happens, we got time to go to explaining our theology. You understand that? Something's got to give right now. Amen? Something's got to give. And I got something on the inside of me that'll move anything like that. Praise God. The glory of God in the presence of God, there's life. That's an enemy death is. That's an enemy. Laid hands on her in Jesus' name and she got up off of that floor totally healed. Hallelujah. Didn't have no pull. Some of them nurse grumpy. She ain't got no pull. She ain't got... Get out of him. I don't want to hear nothing about... What I want to hear about her pull. I'm not a doctor. What do you think I can do? Kick her or jump start her or something? I ain't got anything. I ain't got a hot shot. You know, I ain't got anything. What do you got? I got jumper cables. I got some booster cables that'll unlock anything the enemy tries. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Her daughter came in. Her son-in-law. Her son-in-law is now an elder in my church. See? One miracle calls for ten more. You can't get one, you can't get none. But if you can get one, you can get a bunch of them. Praise God. Now he said, glorify me with the glory which I had before the world was. Do you know that Jesus created the worlds? What form he was in, I don't know. Have no idea. He wasn't in no form as a man, I don't care. I don't know what he was in. But he was the expression of God. In the beginning was God. In the beginning was the Word or the expression of God. He expressed Himself. He walked among us. He opened the blinded eyes. When you've seen me do something, it's the Father in me wanting to show you exactly how much I love you. See, I want to show you. See, if we got that kind of attitude about this thing, we'd look for a place to exercise the glory of God. Ain't no pressure on me. God's wanting to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. When Jesus died, the death He died and was raised again, He was restored to the glory that He had before the world was. Does He get His prayer answered? Lord, uh, restore me the glory which I had before the world was. 
Does he get his prayer answered? Well, of course he does. He's restored the glory. Now, after the resurrection, he appears to him and he said, now all hell, everybody bow your knee. Heaven, earth, and hell, bow your knee. The king is here. The king of the universe that has all glory. I now have all power in heaven and earth. That's who you're in union with. See, you're not in union with a man who went to the cross. You're in union not with a man that laid aside all his deity, all his glory. You're in union with a man that has all glory. The sum total of God, that's who you're in union with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he looks like, bless God, I got it made. I don't have to worry anymore. I got Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. What will he do? He's same yesterday, today, and forever. We say that. As far as his love, yes. But now he has more power right now in you than he did when he walked the shores of Galilee. He's got all power now. He's not operating under an old covenant. He's not operating under uh, uh, the Adamic covenant or either the, the old uh, uh, Abrahamic covenant. He's not operating under that. What's he operating in? He's operating right now, right now in the glory that God restored him to. Mm. What if we knew that last year or the year before? Old man come to me about 87. He said, Brother Son, I wished I'd have knew that when I was a young man. I said, well, you didn't. You hearing it now. Now what you gonna do? I don't care if you're 87 or 287. You got nothing to do with me. Hallelujah. When you hear it, that's when you're required to do something with it. Well, I didn't get to hear it. Well, hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Look in the uh, ninth verse, 17.9. I pray for them, Lord. I pray for not pray not for the world, but for them which Thou hast given me, for they are mine. And all mine are Thine, and Thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Is that plain enough? What kind of glory? The glory You, you restored me to. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look in the 20th verse. Neither pray I for these alone, but I pray for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So he done prayed for me. Amen. 22nd verse. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. As God and the Lord Jesus are one, now we and the Lord Jesus Christ are one. Whatever glory He has, we have. Whatever power He has, we have. He is not just going to share a little of it. We, everything He's got, the sum total of everything He is, He wants to minister through you with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. What time next is? Turn, turn with me to Romans 8th chapter. Praise God. 8th chapter of Romans. Most of quote 29th verse. Now I want you listening on this. 
Hallelujah. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Anytime you read the word predestination, it is 100% of the time talking about born-again man. Never talking about the lost or always talking about you were predestined to be something. In other words, I planned out before the world was I was going to make you something. I got a plan on you. Do you know you were planned out to live and hear what we're talking about for this very hour? That you will do something with it? Amen. Talk to uh, uh, one of the leaders ICFM the other day. And uh, he said, man, I said, I ain't never been so excited. I was telling him some of these stuff. And uh, I said, yeah, well, what are you going to do with it? You ain't never done nothing with it. What are you going to do? Huh? You going to take it and run with it? Or are you going to uh, say, hallelujah, ain't this great? And walk right back into your former uh, teaching. Listen, God, uh, 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 when you learn from God, it's progressive. We learn something new every day. We don't just settle in and say we got all the truth and wall it off and say we faith people. We Baptists. We got all the truth. We Protestants. We this and that. See, that's what they've done. Including we that are faith people. We got all the answers. But we ain't got nothing. Hallelujah. Now listen to him. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestined. He marked out beforehand. He's got a plan on you. To be predestined, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. Now, he predestined you to be just like his son. 30th verse. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified, made righteous. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. For the glory that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has now before the world was. That he created the world. That's who you got the glory of. Let's read the next verse. He said, what you going to say to this now? Now, what are you going to say to these things now? What are you going to say? Huh? Well, I ain't nothing. I'm an old sinner saved by grace. You know, don't look on me. I ain't nothing. What are you going to say to this? I've been glorified. I've been made righteous. I've been called. i got a heavenly calling. What is that calling? To demonstrate the resurrected, glorified Christ. That's Christianity. Jesus, the Messiah, dwelling on the inside of you, and revealing the, to the world through you that he's raised from the dead. How's he going to do that? Oh, we're going to prove it by the Bible. No. I don't care what I say. If the works don't follow, don't believe it. Amen? Hallelujah? When I first come around charismatic folks, I was going to a little full gospel church. They were so afraid they were going to do something and God wouldn't uh, uh, confirm his word. Boy, preached, preacher preached on the name of Jesus. Done a good job. How powerful it was. And a girl about half cracked. She got up and is a boy in a wheelchair. She said, if that's true, we'll get him out of the wheelchair. And she reached and grabbed him and pulled him this way and he pulled back. She finally got her foot up on that wheelchair trying to get him out of there. 
I'll get him out of there in the name of Jesus. Why, you couldn't took an eight-thousand-pound Warren Winch and got that boy out of there. He wasn't coming out. He had him a little insurance settlement he was going to get. You listening to me? He, fell, he, he went to sleep and fell out the window, smoking dope, broke his neck. He got him his little $20,000 settlement, and he's still riding that two-wheeler. Amen. See, they're so afraid they'd say something, and God wasn't going to do it. Let me tell you something. When I pray for something, I don't never think about what if God don't. A missionary told me, he said, well, yeah, if I get overseas and tell them folks that God's going to do such and such, and what if he don't? I said, well, he ain't. Not with you doing that. God operates. He's a faith God. I believe he said lay hands on the sick. Bless God. He said they'll be so though. They'll recover. They'll get healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said lay hands on handkerchief and said that from Paul's body that demons left. Those were the palsy. People were set free from a rag. That's a sign and a wonder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Been glorified. Been predestined to be conformed to the image. Which image? The image of the Lord Jesus now. This side of the cross. Not the one that took the sin. See, he died. No man you will die. God buried him. He's gone. You're connected to this one that has the glory that he had before the foundation of the world. My God, my God. Moreover, what are you going to say? said, what are you going to say to these things? said, if God be for us, who can be against us? What are you going to say? Are you going to say, I got the glory of God? Or what are you going to say? Amen. Uh, flip over to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Let's look, look at one more scripture. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, let me tell you something. You know, I never would, as a pastor, try to make my church grow. Never. Because God gave me time to study in a little town of El Dorado, Arkansas, with 21,586 people living in it, and He gave me time to study. And I didn't have to worry with these folks and these folks. Anybody give me any trouble, I'd, I, I, I'd come in. Let me suggest a church. He's a good pastor. And I didn't pastor. Are you listening to me? I never had strife in my church. I never had that. I fooled with 50 or 75 people. And that's all I wanted to fool with. If it get too big, I'd, I'd have to pastor. If they get sick, I'd have to go see them. See? So I wouldn't pastor. But I sat there. And I had 18 years of study. I've sat in my office a many a day from 4 o'clock in the morning till 3 o'clock the next morning. I've studied 18 or 20 hours a day and it's like it's two minutes. This revelation's been poured into me, poured into being poured into me. Bless God, hallelujah. But last year, I was in my bedroom praying and I looked up and I was in the upper room in Jerusalem. I've been there. I know what it is. I know what it looked like. I went with Hilton Sutton over there one time. Anyway, uh, over in the corner were 11 men the disciples, and they were scared to death. Every time something would bump, they'd jump. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. And I, 
I'm seeing the fear that's on them. I mean, their eyes are wild-eyed. And all of a sudden, Jesus walked through the door. He walked through the door. And you talking about fear, they wasn't in fear. But when they saw Jesus, they were in total fear. I mean, they were scared to death. And Jesus said, Peace be unto you. And they kind of melted in the floor and just kind of bowed their face. And I'm looking at Jesus. And His eyes burnt with fire with the love of God pouring out of him. And he walked right straight towards him, had his hand up, and he turned and walked straight at me. And I'm looking at him. And when I'm looking at him, he walked right into me. And I turned to see where he went. And he didn't go anywhere. Now let me tell you something. You won't never be the same after you see Jesus. How many infallible proofs did He show after the resurrection? Nothing wrong with seeing the supernatural. That's our realm. Now, I don't get around and say, Lord, show me Jesus, show me Jesus. I didn't do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's given me visions over the years. But let me tell you something. I know something. I know that Jesus Christ the one that's been glorified with the glory of Almighty God, the sum total of everything God can put in Him as being His only Son. Everything that He is right now, you're in union with it. You're in union with it. Praise God. He's the vine, you are the bread. Ephesians, fifth chapter. Huh. Twenty-fifth verse. Husbands, love your wives. Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. That He may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the Word. That He may present it to Himself a glorious church. See, we've had the idea we've got to clean the church up. We've got to clean it up. He's already, the church is clean. The church is glorified. They just don't know it. You can't walk in something you don't know. If you think you're a failure, that's who you are. If you think, I don't please God, well, you don't. Because you think like that. You need to think I'm the best God's got. God got the blue ribbon when He made me. Amen? you got to think like that. Amplified Bible. said, so that He may sanctify her and having, past tense, cleansed her. Haman said, after purifying her, knowledge said he might clean, he might make her clean. Another translation, wash clean by him. See, that's the church. Church is clean. They don't know it. They're glorified. Hallelujah, that he might present it to himself without spot or wrinkle. You can't erase your spots and you can't get rid of your wrinkles, lady. Amen, you can't do that. But Jesus can, and He has. 27th verse, that He might present Himself, what? A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. 
Moffat said, in order to have the church as his very own, standing before him in all her glory, with never a spot and never a wrinkle or any such flaw. Church ain't never had a flaw. Church ain't never had a flaw. Jesus made it pure and holy. Jesus glorified the church. Do you know Jesus Christ and the church are synonymous terms? You need to change them. Who is that man standing there? The church. He's given him to be the head over the church. We thought he's some kind of head and we the toe. He just means he's the federal head. He's the head of a new race of people. A race of God men. A race of men with God in them. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. In order to give his church his own, standing before him in all our glory with never a spot or a wrinkle or any such flaw. Straight letter. It said the family is perfect in God's sight. The family is perfect. How come? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Praise God. Look back in the third chapter of Ephesians. Let's read one more scripture. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the third chapter. Start up there in his prayer, 14th verse. For this cause I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family, heaven and earth, got the same name. Hallelujah. You know, my wife don't have no trouble using my name. Do you know that? I wrote a check to Safeway one time, eight years ago. I wrote a check and signed my name to it and it come back unauthorized signature. I hadn't wrote a check in 20 years. Bank didn't even know my signature, but she can write this scribble something on there. Got the same name. Don't have a bit of trouble. She don't have a bit of trouble. We drove by and that car I got out there. She said, I like the color of that car right there. What kind is it? I don't know. I didn't want to tell her. It's a Cadillac. Said, I want one though. Well, go in there and get it. How are you going to get it? Well, she just write her name down on it and she can just get it. You know, you got a right to write Jesus' name. You got a right to write his name. Someone said, well, how come? We're the bride. We are the Christ and the bride. We are one. Christ and the bride are one. He that's joined the Lord's one. Hallelujah. Of whom the whole family of heaven earth's name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, be strengthened by might, by his spirit and inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Why? That you might be filled with half the fullness of God. Oh, I missed that. All the fullness of God. All of it. All the fullness of God. All of God's glory. The sum total of God is on the inside of you. You're the temple of the living God. You're the holy of holies. You're the presence of God. See, when you get a knowledge of that, you're not afraid that that child gets 105 fever. Hallelujah. Your wife gets sick, got it? I hate it. We got it. We got it made. How come? I'll lay hands on there and there ain't nothing to it. Ain't nothing to it. How come? 
Because out of my innermost being shall flow a river of the glory of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Where are we at? No love. You might be filled with all the fullness of God. How many of you feel with all the fullness of God? All of it? Every bit of it? In Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, in a body form. Incarnate. God in flesh. And by your union with Him, you're filled with the same thing. Whatever's in Him is in you. As He is now, so are you in this world. See, after you get a hold of some of this, rest in Scripture's go to falling in place, don't you? See? And you're not afraid to read them in your congregation. See? Now unto him that's able, 20th verse, to do what? Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. How? According to the power that's working in us. What's working in you? The glory of God. Unto him be glory in the church by the one that lives on the inside of them. The Lord Jesus Christ. World without end. Hallelujah. 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 Someone said when you die, you're going to heaven. Let me tell you something. You don't experience death. You already died. The only sting of death, the only sting of death is see the presence of God. Ain't much sting, is it? Oh, death, where is your victory? Huh? Grave. What are you? You ain't nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever's on the inside of me will go to its source when I die. Hallelujah. Y'all get anything out of this tonight? Praise God. Praise God. The glory, the sum total of our God dwelling on the inside of us. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray over these handkerchiefs. Well, I ain't going to pray. Ain't no use praying. But I'm going to lay hands on them. And I'll guarantee you the life and nature of God will be stored up in them and you put them on people. And I'm telling you, if you need one, don't just get one. See? Get one when you need it and send it to somebody. A fellow called me from Philadelphia. He said, uh, I heard you prayed over handkerchiefs. said, would you send me one to pray over handkerchiefs? He had a uh, a, a friend that had been in a coma in a motorcycle wreck 18 months and he laid it on and his eyes popped open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's Christianity, folks. Jesus using your body. Jesus manifesting Himself through you. Jesus showing Himself with many infallible proofs that He's raised from the dead. Ain't no one got a God like us. We sang a song. No God like Jehovah. No, it ain't but one God, and that's Jehovah. Ain't no another God. They ain't nothing but some fat-bellied Buddhas and all the rest of it. Hallelujah. 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 You know, folks get in trouble. You ever heard one of them say, Oh, Buddha. No, it's Jesus. They ain't nothing in that. They ain't in that. We've got the only true and living God, and He's living in us. And He wants to reveal Himself through you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank You that the life of God will be stored up in these handkerchiefs, that they'll affect 
effect of healing and drive out anything of the enemy. Praise God. I thank you right now that as this life flows out of these handkerchiefs, that it'll do exactly as it did in Bible days. No different. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you need one of them, come get it. Hallelujah. 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 You need one for somebody, come get it. Don't just sit there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, if you need healing for your physical body, you don't really don't need me to lay hands on you. You've got the glory of God in you. Do you know that? But let me tell you something. I promise you one thing. If I lay hands on you, I will transmit God's anointing. I will transmit the life of God. I'll guarantee I don't, if you'll just stay in neutral, I can get you healed. You understand that? If you don't fight me, I can get you healed. If you just get neutral. Say, well, I don't know whether it's right or wrong. Well, good, just get right there and I'll show you what's right. I got some proof. You know what the proof of the resurrection is? The miraculous. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you need healing, come on up here and I'll lay hands on you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 What you need? All right, that's gone right now. I won't have it. I won't have it. And when you get home, you won't have it. Just lift your hands. Receive this. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. The anointing of God. Now. Hallelujah. 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 Take a deep breath and just receive that. Hallelujah. Loose him right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who else? Anybody else need hands laid on? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, tomorrow night, we're going to have church. I have no idea what we're going to preach. I left it open. Just like this. I left this open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can remember when it take me two days to work up a little 15-minute sermon. Now God just give me a title. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, stand up on your feet. Come on here.